if we get children's minds to open and we teach them how to love each other and have compassion for each other, how to see each other despite our differences, how to learn together and be together in the world, then those same children grow up and they're better adults that love each other and see each other and Mm -hmm. also help heal each other. And then the world would be a better place. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to At Home with Linda and Drew Scott. This is a show where we chat with artists, experts, dreamers, and doers about what makes us feel most at home. That was so formal and so perfect. I am very formal at home, my (laughs) wife, Linda. You know what makes me feel at home? When you drop things. That's like an everyday thing. My nickname is Droppy Drew. I have to live up to my name. And you do. This is At Home. It's actually officially feeling like the holidays because we now have the tree up. We have the decorations are pretty well done. Mm-hmm. I feel like family comes in tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, that means we have to tidy and anxiety rising, rising, <laughs> rising. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I'm nervous about it and anxious about it just because like people are traveling in. And I don't feel like we're all in the clear yet. So we all have to be really careful with like hanging around one another safely. Yeah. I mean, we will be safe, but I, I think it's it's just really great for me. It's sort of a breath of fresh air because it's been so long since we've got yeah. some solid family time. So Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that, but I'd be lying if I didn't admit that I'm, I always get like very anxious around this, especially around this time of year, because even though we love people staying with us, I get nervous about like being in host mode all the time. Well, yeah, actually, I think that's one thing, you know, there's sort of like opposite ends of the spectrum for some people. If you're in host mode, you have family with you all the time, you forget to give yourself some personal time or you and I, we always forget to give us time together without everybody else. Yeah. But then there are a lot of people as well that the holidays are very lonely and it's because they don't have family that they're with or friends Mm -hmm. that they're with. And so I think... um, Maybe it's a nice thing for anybody out there. If you know somebody who might be by themselves for the holiday, I mean, it can be very depressing um, or lonely. So maybe it's important to reach out to somebody that's yeah important to you. Yeah. And also if you are in the fortunate position of getting to spend time with family. Uh, Hold on. I'm my gonna, sound just, is... Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I just hit Linda in the face <laughs> with her mic. That was good. She, I keep she, moving she like keeps away. moving away and I'm like, all right, you're too mic. quiet. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Or if you're in the... Oh, it, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're in the fortunate position of like being able to spend time with family, I think what I'm going to plan to do is just like plan some downtime for myself. Linda and I are still planning on sneaking away to a hotel for a couple of nights over the holiday while all our family are staying at the house. Do you think they'll notice we're gone? No. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I think that's going to be really important as we want to, um, yeah, just de-stress. Yeah. It should be stress-free. I know it's not always. And also our guest this week is all about de-stressing us because oh, the yes. moment I hear her voice, all my worries go away. I am so excited to have her here because she's just always like spreading love and... Good energy. It's Tabitha Brown who... Who, if you haven't seen her on social or anywhere, then you need to get on it. She's like the good part of social media. She brings her unique approach to veganism and just living a wholesome life through her comedic personality on the daily. 
She is literally home base for everything to do with recipes, witty wisdom, and if you just want a good laugh. Yeah. And also now she's a New York Times bestselling author with her debut book, Feeding the Soul, because it's my business. <laughs> I love her catchphrases. Tabitha has been on TV. She has her books. She has all these amazing recipes. She has so many things to inspire us. And she just launched her very own children's show. It's a YouTube Originals, Tab Time. She's actually been coined America's mom, which I think is absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. And she teaches us all about faith, perseverance, and paving our own unique path to achieve dreams and being our authentic selves. Let's welcome Tabitha Brown. Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're, they're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices like my lights, my locks. <laughs> my security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not <laughs> mine. Help protect what matters most with all this plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. We just love how you bring so much love into the home. Aww. And that's what we want to dig into. Listen, let's dig into it. I'm not good with the construction stuff. I, I need you for that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we need you to feed our soul. We've been reading Feeding the Soul, which is amazing. And also, Lynn and I just watched your first episode of Tab Time. Oh my gosh. How'd you like it? Hello, friends of mine. Come on in. It's tab time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for watching. It's my most favorite project that I've ever done so far in my oh, life. So. Congratulations. Our yeah. uh, nieces and nephew watched it as well, and they just light up. Yeah, so tell, tell us about it. I mean, was that something that you had pitched? Um, was it something that just came to, to mind or did they pitch you? Because it is a really amazing YouTube original and um, to see our, our nieces and nephew light up and different ages too watching it. It's pretty amazing. So, you know, I have had for about four years on this journey of, of I call it my new life, right? Uh, when I went vegan, when I, my journey to healing myself, my journey to freedom, um, I had been in prayer every day and every day when I pray, I would hear this uh, three words, heal the world. And I would think, how am I one person going to heal the world? The world is very big. I can't do that. Right. And then I realized that I myself am my own world and I had to be healed first. And once I began that journey in, in prayer, I would still heal, heal the world. And I would keep thinking like, OK, well, I am you know, healing myself. How else can I heal? And I heard it starts with children. So a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, my God, I would love to do a children's show. And when people started comparing me to Mr. Rogers all the time, I would say, how, how yes. am I compared to Mr. Rogers? But then I started <laughs> like, and I love Mr. Rogers. And I went back and watched him and I thought, well, you know, he is all about kindness and compassion and uh, loving each other and seeing each other despite our differences, you know. And I was like, I would love to kind of bring back a show like that. Mm -hmm. And I told my team 
my idea. I was like, I would love to bring like a Mr. Rogers feel type of show back for children, of course, but with me, a whole black woman with an afro, okay? That's the difference. <laughs> and bring it in the, the, the new millennial world. And then they introduced me to kids at play. I told them my idea. They were like, oh my God, we love that. Let us like put something together. And then they came back and pitched me this. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. It's perfect. And that's how it happened. If I'm supposed to heal the world, right? If that's my mission or purpose, and it starts with children, if we get children's minds to open, right? And we teach them how to love each other and have compassion for each other, how to see each other despite our differences, how to learn together and be together in the world, then those same children grow up and they're better adults that love each other and see each other and mm-hmm. also help heal each other. And then the world would be a better place. And so that's my idea of trying to heal the world through children. You know, of course, children are the future, um, but it's also, you know, we have so much to learn. We adults have so much to learn from children. And we, when you talk about teaching them kindness and compassion, like I know I still struggle with that every day, yeah. um, you know, fighting like my knee jerk reactions. And then it's like, okay, got to check ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, first episode, How Things Grow of Tab Time, which I think is amazing. It's in the garden yeah. uh, and, it, you know, learning, all of us learning how to grow. You grew up in the Garden of Eden, North Carolina. <laughs> it's so perfect. Can you tell us about growing up in Eden and tell us what childhood like life was like for you? Oh, absolutely. I just actually came back on Monday. I was home. Uh, Eden, North Carolina is home, sweet home for me. I actually grew up in a little town outside of Eden called Stoneville as well. Because it's, you know, Eden is the city, which is very still very small. But, you know, life was very simple, right? I lived in a neighborhood called River Bend. There was a pond in the back. And, of course, this is before I was vegan. So I did a lot of fishing when I was little and, you know, played in the woods. That was like my imagination playground for me, mm-hmm. right? Being in the woods and climbing trees and exploring in the cow pastures and mm-hmm. running from the bulls and <laughs> 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 doing all the fun things and I spent a lot of time with my great granddaddy John and he would take me, he had a little quail farm at his house. So we would get the little quail eggs out and uh, we would go to strawberry patches and pick, you know, fresh strawberries. And it was just a good time, right? I had a great childhood. Spent a lot of time at church. You know, I'm from the South, honey. So you, you had to go to church on, on a couple of days during the week, but definitely on Sunday and going to Sunday school and family was everything. It still is, you know. We were always at my granny's house every Sunday morning for breakfast. Mm. That was like a big tradition. Every Sunday, no matter which grandma house you were at, it was the same breakfast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a North Carolina thing, but every Sunday it's fried apples and biscuits and fried chicken for breakfast, no matter what. And so that was uh, that was something that I always looked forward to. And even now, Sunday morning, sometimes I'll fry mushrooms and I'll fry apples and, and, and use mm. candies. I still never knew how to make a, a, a fresh biscuit. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you talk about little Tab um, and we see Ms. Tab now. Can you talk about, you have shared in the past that there were seasons where you were not living as your true and full self. Yeah. Um, and it's so easy to lose ourselves in various roles in life, whether it's work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like for you? And how are you able to show up today as like today's Tab? Oh, yeah. You know, it's so funny because when you're a child, you're so free. Mm-hmm. Right? And if we can hold on to that, honey, life is great. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I had to get back to her. But there was that point of time where, and it started very early for me, you know, where I covered my accent. 
And I tried to conform and be who um, corporate America or entertainment told me I had to be, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I really believed them when they said I wasn't enough to just be a Southern country girl, right? You got to be polished. You have to be a certain size. Your hair has to be a certain way. You got to speak a certain way. And I spent over 20 years trying to perfect that person. And I was very much so lost in it, you Mm know? Uh, And I realized when I got sick back in 2016 that all those years I was not free. That's not freedom. You know, when you are waking up every day and you're putting on a costume, Mm -hmm. you know, it's exhausting and it's not freedom. And I remember when I used to work at, um, I had a, a job at a contract manufacturing company and my daddy called me one day at, in, in the office. And when he called, you know, I answered the phone and uh, he said, uh, I, I'm trying to reach the brand. And I was like, oh yeah, daddy, it's me. I'm at work. You, you know, he said, oh my gosh. He, he, didn't even, he, he couldn't even recognize my voice. He wow. was like, oh my Lord, you know, I, I didn't know that was you. <laughs> And I realized like, wow, I can't even be who I am. Like so much so that my daddy don't even recognize my voice. Mm. Oh, wow. Right? Um, And those little moments would sit in the back of my head throughout the years and bother me enough to to tap me, to say, that's not you. Mm -hmm. You And it's one thing to be an actress and develop a character and give the character a different voice. But I was being a 24-7 actress, honey, out in the world, living my regular life. And that That's exhausting. It's exhausting. And so I was just like, you know what? No more. I'm going to be who God created me to be, period. Mm -hmm. And she has to be enough. She's enough. I am enough just as I am. And I just started pulling off the layers every day, Mm. every day since. And I will continue to do that, honey, until my last day here, okay? That's amazing. I... I heard it first when you said she's enough. I thought you said she's a nut. And I'm like, that makes sense though too. Like for me, like okay. I'm crazy, I'm a nut. And but why not just be yourself? That, that is enough. And yeah. and as Tab would say, that's your business. Yeah. <laughs> <You're a nut. laughs> no, absolutely. When you had you were diagnosed with that autoimmune disease, did it take some of that heavier anxiety and that chronic fatigue and everything that came around that to be the final realization that you weren't being your true self? Or did you start to shift prior to that with all those thoughts that were in the back of your head? No, you know, when I got sick, right, because they could never figure out what was wrong with me, right? And when that happens, you fall into depression. Mm. You're not well, but you don't know what's wrong. And so when I got to that, I feel like my lowest point of my life. And it was a very dark space for me. That's when I had my moment of like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know? And I, I cried out and had my, my coming to Jesus moment in my bathroom. Mm. And I prayed and I said, God, if you heal me, you can have me. And I ain't going to try to live my life my way anymore. I'm going to simply live it how you created me to be. And I meant it. Mm. And so I started thinking about, you know, how sick I was. And I thought, you know what? I was probably so sick because the true me couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. I was suffocating myself, right? And as I began to take the layers off, and then, of course, I went on a journey of veganism that helped and saved my life. It just opened up my eyes and my mind to who I am and to freedom. But that was really the, the turning point for me. So I always tell people, honey, use my life as an example, 
Don't wait mm-hmm. until you get sick or feel like you're almost about to die before you decide to choose yourself. Because you always encourage others to listen to their own voice, whether it has to do with our food choices, our health, our careers, relationships, how did you cultivate that trust in yourself? The trust had to start when I got back to me, right? I can only share my past experience or I can only share what's in my heart, right? And I have to trust that it's there for a reason. And if it's in there, it's okay to let it go. It's okay Mm -hmm. to share it with others, right? I know who I am now. I trust myself. Mm -hmm. And so with that means I trust what I put out into the world. I'm very responsible with what I put out, Mm. right? Um, And it's also a responsibility. And I trust that I have been sent here on an assignment. And it took me a while before it was time for the assignment to be this. But I show up for it every day. I accept it. And so... I also, and this is a big thing, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what nobody thinks. I'm just simply telling Tab's truth. And it ain't my business who don't like it. Of course, we all want to get to the point of like, you know what, I don't care what other people think of me. But I know for myself, you know, my inner voice is often so cluttered and there's so much noise, especially now with social media, but even like in in our own, you know, personal lives. Mm-hmm. Are there any like practical practices that, that you employ in your everyday life? Self-talk, I'm a master at self-talk now. <laughs> but when I first started doing it, I was very afraid to talk to myself. And I realized, you know, I used to whisper, you know, I would kind of be like, so, you know, I want to, like, it was, you know, love. And I would be in the room by myself. And I would think, yeah. girl, why are you whispering, girl? You, whispering. Yeah. you know? But I realized I did that because I didn't know myself that well. And I wasn't even comfortable with me. Mm. I wasn't comfortable enough with myself to speak out loud to myself. So I had to go on a journey of getting to know me and being honest with myself every day. And then the voice got louder. Right. So then I can speak to myself as I do even online. I'd be like, girl, tab, girl, (laughs) you know, but it took a lot of self-practice for that. Getting in the mirror, really addressing things that I didn't uh, feel good about Mm. or things that I felt great about that. I wanted to like shout to the, you know, the mountaintop that I was excited about something. Mm -hmm. And you will be surprised at how many people are afraid to talk out loud to themselves. Me. Mm. It's so, it's so awkward. Like I, when I just think about, you know, it's just you, but it's, it's like just thinking about it feels weird and like, oh, I don't want to face myself. And that sounds, (laughs) you're not alone. It's a lot of people. And so every day get in the mirror and practice it for, you know, five minutes, you know, in the morning, in the night, I always check in with myself at night before I go to bed. Right. I always ask myself, Tab, are you holding on to anything that happened today that you're going to take into your sleep? Mm. Let's, let's unpack it. Is there anything mm. that may have bothered you today that you don't want to rest with? And I have to rethink my day and make sure I'm not holding on to something that, A, is not mine to carry or does not serve me well. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I want to rest well when I go to sleep. Mm. And I want to wake up feeling refreshed. And then some days I'll wake up and I'll think, and Tab, you still feel like you're holding on to it. Let's let's figure it out today. You know, let's talk about it throughout our day. Let's write it out. 
Let's make that phone call. Let's go see that person or whatever the thing may be. Let's get it out of there because it doesn't belong to me. Right. I love that. Yeah, I think the two the two things there that you said too that carrying so many of us carry things that aren't really ours to carry, not our business, That's or right. things that we're uh, that that we're taking on and we're not sort of you know we're we're not. Um, approaching or we're trying to bury it. I think that's so hard. Is and that's I know in the past too. I've had certain health issues or you know I have hip issues and things. And I'm like, okay, at the time I was like, I'm 25 or 30 years old and I have hip issues like a 70 year old. What the heck? <laughs> and it was me sort of burying certain things and just keeping the busy pace. And yeah. I like that. Yeah, having to mm-hmm. unpack the bags at the oh, end of the wow. night. That's great. This, this is the first time I've ever heard Drew associate a physical ailment in his body to an emotional cause. Mm. <laughs> we need more out, time with Tab. You're bringing it out. <laughs> this is my Tabtastic time. Yeah. I, listen, tomorrow you're going to wake up and he's going to be like, so Drew, listen. Uh. <laughs> this is the thing though. If Linda gets really confident with that self-talk, then at the end of the day, she'll be like, you're looking great, Linda. And I'm like, hey, that's my job. Does Chance ever say, listen, stop talking to yourself. Let's talk to me. <laughs> That's great, though, because listen, if she knows how to treat herself, then you know how to treat her even better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and- that's so that's so true because, you know, Drew, you are very supportive. And often you ask me, like, what is it that you need in this moment or want in this moment to help me get through this? And I'm just like, I don't even know, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know what I can do for myself, so I can't ask that of you. I think that the thing to I like that you said as well is the reminder of if it's not serving myself, if I'm holding on to something and maybe it's justified, whatever frustration or anger I have is justified, but if it's not serving me because it's closing me up and it's it's anxiety-ridden, yeah. how do you just let that go? And and I think maybe self-talk is is that great area to start. Absolutely. And, and we, you know, we talk to a therapist too, and I think it's important to have someone else to talk to as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Therapy is great and it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. <laughs> Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. Being in a relationship, you and Chance, the same with Linda and me, how do you find um, you're able to support each other and and sort of recognize when there's something that, that you know maybe needs a little digging into? What do you do for each other for support? Well, you know, I've been with my husband for a long time, right? So we can look at each other and know something wrong, you know? <laughs> Um, but the first thing is to listen, right? Let, let me know that you need help first. I can ask you if you're okay, but I should not pry until I am asked for the for the help, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the thing. Um, and I teach this too on the show for the kids, knowing that it's okay to receive help, but also knowing it's okay to wait until someone asks you for help. Because mm. a lot of times we... If you just try to help somebody without them asking, it makes them upset, right? Or or it can um, cause mm-hmm. them to shut down. Mm-hmm. But if you wait and listen and observe, make yourself available to them. That's the thing for my husband. I had to learn this over 23 years of marriage, right, being together, is that I have to make myself available so he knows he's safe 
and that he has me if he needs me, right? Um, and then I'm always there to help and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just so you know, um, we need you. <laughs> yeah, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, um, I mentioned at the beginning of this talk that, you know, whenever I see your face and hear your voice, um, I just feel a sense of calm and like, okay, I've arrived like in this moment, wherever I am, sometimes I'm on the toilet, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it is my business doing my business. (laughs) Um, you bring so much joy to people and you show up in people's phones or, you know, now with the show and, and your book. How do you find that you overcome the all the other stuff that's going on in the world and still show up? Not always with the smile because you are very transparent when like you're not feeling great. How do you cut through that clutter? Because sometimes, you know, like we want to show up or I want to show up and, and just share joy and kindness. But oftentimes I just feel like really shut down by all the negativity in the world. Well, you know, I'm intentional with joy, right? I make a choice every day. That's my focus. Happiness, joy, love. I'm intentional with that. Um, The world has always had negativity. Mm -hmm. We always have a choice of what we focus on. Right. I don't watch the news. Very rare. I don't watch it. Um, I don't focus on anything that may bring me down because energy travels. Mm -hmm. Right. You listen to sad songs, you get sad. You listen to happy music, you get happy. Right. Um, You know how you can be having the best day and then you encounter somebody who is having the worst day and your energy starts to shift. Mm -hmm. We have to be intentional with what we surround ourselves with. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'm intentional with that. I'm intentional with thinking positive, even though, of course, I have bad days. Right. Some days aren't so great. Mm. I'm still intentional about it. Like, I just want happiness. I want to spread love. I want to spread joy. I want to make people laugh. Right. Sometimes Mm -hmm. cry. Because we all need that. But negativity and the things that happen in the world are always going to happen. But that doesn't have to be our focus. Mm-hmm. Think about like activism, right? Activism is rooted in pain. It's rooted in pain, right? Whether you're doing civil rights activism, whether you're doing animal rights activism, environmental friendly activism, it all stems from something that went wrong. So when you do that, you also have to have an intention of, I want to get involved for the good. Because if Mm -hmm. not, you'll get into a place where your energy will be heavy. Yeah. So I just am very intentional about my thoughts and what I surround myself around. Right. And when things are really bad happening in the world, you know, we've had a lot of things that happened, especially last year. You know, it was a tough year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like Black Lives Matter and a lot of like injustices, a lot of things that were happening that mm-hmm. we could not be silent about. Mm-hmm. I still speak on those things, but I don't let it control me. Mm-hmm. You don't, you understand? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's that's how I am able to maintain joy. And I also realized that the world didn't give me my joy and the world can't take it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great that's, that's a great way of powerful. looking at it, too. If you have a. Um, something that has just hit you or you're having a bad day and mm-hmm. you've been trying to be intentional about being uh, joyful and happy, but then you just, you're in the middle of it and you have that frustrating moment. What mm-hmm. What is your sort of, you know, trick to kind of catch yourself? Is it just, do you, do you do like a, 
self-talk and reset yourself and then you start off on another path? How do you catch yourself when you're letting it get to you? Well, I don't catch myself. I let myself have it. Mm. I have my moment. Because mm-hmm. if you, you got to have your moment. Because then if you don't, one day you're going to blow up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have to be honest with myself and say, girl, you, this is just not your moment in the hood. Right now we ain't feeling good. And we're going ha- to sit in it for a minute. Mm. And let's see why we don't feel good about it. It's going to pass, but it ain't passed yet. And I'm going to let myself have my moment, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I come out of it, every moment, whether happy or sad, is always temporary. Mm. Always. Everything always passes. One thing that is a a big element for turning Linda and me around and putting a smile on our face is amazing food. (laughs) And I'm talking like, you, and I know you're a restaurateur, you have Kill My Name, Chicago and, and LA and... Um, and also you have your, your vegan cooking channel. So can you tell us a little bit about that side of your life? Uh, you, you know, I love to cook. I love to eat more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am a foodie. When I went vegan, I thought, you know what? If I'm going to do this, honey, the food got to be good, right? Mm-hmm. I always tell people I didn't go vegan because I ain't like how non-vegan food tasted. That just ain't yeah. my truth. And so I have spent the last four years of my life coming up with different recipes that, you know, are so very amazing and help with cravings or, you know, just things that blow my mind sometimes, right? I cook from the spirit. So I'll wake up with a taste for something. Like all morning today, I was like, I think I'm gonna make sloppy joes tonight. Wow. <laughs> I woke up with this childlike feeling, probably because my kids show yesterday, you know, I just love showing people food and telling stories through food and making them see it differently. Mm. A lot of times people hear the word vegan and they think, I don't, I, don't, I don't eat vegan food. And I'm like, well, honey, it's just food, you know? And so I like to make them see food for what it is. It's just food. It's potatoes. It's beans. It's rice. It's pasta. You know, it's veggies. It's fruit, whatever the case. But it's simply food. And I like to have fun in the kitchen, right? I like to make people laugh while I'm cooking and, you know, tell stories or whatever the case may be. And I live in L.A. and there's a lot of vegan options, but I live in the Valley and it ain't as many. Mm. And so... When I was in Chicago uh, shooting the show and I was there for a while, I went to kill my name up so many times. And I was like, we need one of these in L.A. And I you know, met with the, uh, the owner who I love, Neiman. And he literally said it the day that I told my girlfriend we were at Kill My Name. And I told her, I was like, you know what? I would really like to bring one of these to L.A. Maybe five minutes later, he came to the table and was like, hey, I'm actually going to be going to Los Angeles. And. Um, I'm thinking maybe one day I'll open one in LA. Oh and my I'll, gosh. I'll be I'll be your partner. And so, wow. And so that that's how like... that came to be. And so excited to have more options. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. And we uh, will be first in line. We'll be there. You're gonna see us there. Can you because you are like the queen of catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> Can you uh explain or just give like a few lines of like what they mean to you when you say it and share it? Uh, well, because it's my business, okay? I say that all the time. I didn't realize I said it so much until I started doing videos. And then I heard myself back and I would read comments and people would say it. I'm like, why are they saying because it's my business? And I, So I go and I watch, I was like, ooh, girl, you say that right much, don't you? <laughs> but what, what that means is do what you want to do, honey. It's your business, right? Your life is your business. And if you don't take care of it, you can go out of business, Okay. Mm-hmm. So your life is your business, honey, and handle it accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say like so like that because I don't cook with measurements, right? I don't think the world, we don't need measurements in the world. 
No, Linda doesn't either. She throws out the recipe and that's right. Like so, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people if you think you need a recipe every time you cook, you don't trust yourself. And I trust me, so I don't Mm. need no recipe, honey. Mm. That's why I don't bake. (laughs) You gotta have the measurements and and all that. I'd be like, oh Lord, no, honey, I can't do that. I I just won't bake. (laughs) But uh, but that's my like so like that. It's just like you know what, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, like. That's that's life, right? Sometimes you take a little, sometimes you take a lot, whatever the case may be. It's like so like that. Very good. Um, yeah. And then my the the saying that I always say and how I end all my videos is how my daddy raised me. My daddy always told me this. And so I started sharing it with the world. And that's, you know, have a good day. But even if you can't have a good one, don't you dare go messing up nobody else's. <laughs> I love it. It's exactly what it is. It is just because you having a bad day don't mean you got to tear nobody else's up, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can have a bad day and have your thing, but be intentional about letting that be your business. Mm. Don't spread that energy out to other people. Oh, it's such great advice. Mm-hmm. Making notes, making notes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. One, th- one thing I do love though as well is, hello there. Yeah. Um, and you just, it's almost when, you know, whenever you're sort of starting one of your videos or just, you know, conversation, it, the way you start that conversation, it's not just like a hi and, you know, you could stay or go. You actually, it's like a tractor beam. You've pulled us in. Oh my God. You've stopped yes. us. And yes. there's this, this tractor beam of love that just kind of radiates and, and it sucks in the audience. It's I, totally I love it. like Mr. Rogers. Yeah. It is like Mr. Rogers vibes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you. You know, my mom used to always say, don't ever... You know, in the grocery store, you know, coming from the South, you see people in the grocery store, you say, hey, how you doing? And she used to always say, don't ever say it if you don't mean it. Mm-hmm. You know, see people when you speak to them. And so when I say hello there, I always hold my phone very close to my face because I want people to feel like I'm just talking to you. It's just me and you in this moment. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm very intentional with that. So I'm glad it feels that way. Oh, it totally does. It does. does. (laughs) All right, we're going to get intentional with our last part of At Home. Every episode, we ask questions via a speed round. Are you ready? (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. What meal makes you feel most at home and who cooked it? Ooh, macaroni and cheese, honey. And I mean, I cook it, so. (laughs) But my mama used to cook it and my granny used to cook it. It's a big thing, so. That is our go to like when we just want that nourishment and that comfort. So we have not tried yours yet. We are next time you're making it. I've seen the recipe. Yeah, the vegan recipe. What smell reminds you of home? Oh, fresh cut grass. Mm. Yeah. What's your perfect Sunday morning at home? (laughs) Perfect Sunday morning at home is uh, fried apples with biscuits. And some uh, lemonade mixed with tea, sitting on my rocking chair on my porch. <laughs> yeah. What's your most vivid memory of home? I mean, there's so many, but one that I love is a childhood memory. Um, riding my bike when my daddy first taught me how to ride my bike. We had this little. Our, our block was a circle, full circle. You could ride around the block, and on one side of the hill, you know, it was a nice hill to go down. And feeling the wind on my skin going down and feeling the, you know, my hair blowing and just riding the bike and feeling free. Mm. And feeling like I achieved something. You know, it's it's nothing like riding a bike. It's, mm. it's a great feeling. Yeah, it's, great. it's so simple too. Yeah. What's a memorable growth moment? I think it's, you know, when I made a decision to choose myself. Right. Uh, these last four years, I've been growing every day in my freedom. And um, 
freedom feels amazing. It's, mm. it's a definite uh, growth for me. And I mm. continue growing in it. I think my hair be growing with my freedom. So I love it. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I'm jealous of your great hair. I love it. And you know, she got a name. Her name is Donna. Donna. Oh, Donna. <laughs> I love that. Well, here, let's end with a little gratitude. Uh, what are you grateful for today? Oh, I'm grateful for life and family and friends and, and freedom. Just grateful. In grateful period, you know, to be able to just be and mm. uh, live my life as me. So grateful for that. Mm. Well, I yeah. am grateful for getting to meet you, this conversation and how you spread that love with so many people. So thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank y'all so much. This has been so good. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, thank we you. We appreciate everything you do. And by the way, we have an amazing team and just want to say a huge thank you to all of them. We could not do this without them. Brandon Angelino. Annalie Bell. Hannah Fan, Courtney Iwanis. West Friend. Chris Cobain. Nicole Schachter. And Sabrina Ayakobuchi. Also, our theme music is by Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson. And our music composed and produced by Rick Russo. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have a few seconds, don't forget to subscribe and rate. Yes, please do. Please do. And also leave comments. Comments on our social media at At Home. We love to hear from you. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT is awesome and believes that the smarter the home, the safer the security. I can't wait to see what they do next. They're going to put Google Nest doorbells on the moon. (gasps) Actually, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with our Google Nest doorbell. I do love how when we're out at dinner, we can see exactly what's going on at the front door. And we can control our ADT smart devices like... Lights, locks, the security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. Mm -hmm. All you have to say is, hey, Google, to get started. Well, I think it's great for people to help protect what matters most with all of this. Plus, 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Hey, Google.